Hello everyone and welcome to this evening's live stream. My name is Winslow Dixon. I'm a published author, a holistic health practitioner, and founder of the Adrenal Alternatives Foundation. So tonight I'm going to be talking to you about how to be a successful advocate with illness. And I feel like I have to do this webinar one because I had an interesting experience this week with a physician of my own. And also I see in the support groups and um, online that that's something that we struggle with. I don't know why it's such a difficult issue for us to have to really explore all ends of the earth to get the best arms for our health, but it seems like that's the case. So tonight I'm just going to talk to you about a few things to hopefully help you be a better advocate for your health. Um, first, I want to just encourage encourage you to do your homework. There are a lot of doctors out there. There are a lot of physicians. There are a lot of nurse practitioners. There are a lot of nurses. There are a lot of holistic programs. There are many, many options. So let me just encourage you to research as much as possible for someone who's going to understand your specific disease and your specific conditions. I know that sometimes that can be a needle in a haystack for sure, especially with those of us who have rare illnesses such as Addison's disease, kidney, or really anything that's not in the medical norm. You might have to search a little bit harder to find a physician, but I assure you that they are out there. So do your homework. There are a lot of resources, um, support groups, and of course, you know, I'm not saying just Google everything, but there are definitely online resources and, you know, word of mouth referrals that you can get to find somebody who is very apt to take care of you with your specific conditions. And there's nothing wrong with contacting a doctor ahead of time and just asking if they know what's going on with you, if they know what your specific disease is. I'll give you an example. Um, I am a pump user with the, the adrenal insufficiency now which is where instead of using insulin in an infusion pump, I put solucortef in it. And this is a rare thing that's not really done. Normally, adrenal insufficiency is treated by oral steroids. I didn't react well to those, so I fought very hard for two years to get on the pump. Once I got on the pump, the endocrinologist I was seeing dismissed me as a patient. And so I have been in the process of trying to find another physician to manage me on this. And also I have some other comorbidities, but anyways, um, I recently called around to my area to see if there were endocrinologists that were familiar with Addison's disease. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, that I know that there's a stigma with this doctor shopping, but if you do anything, if you buy a car, if you go, you know, buy a house, of course, you're going to look at multiple avenues. And I'm not saying go manipulate a bunch of doctors and get a bunch of medicines. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you don't want to waste your time on a physician that doesn't understand you and you don't want to waste your money on care that's not really helpful. So let me just encourage you to do your homework and shop around and call ahead of time. If that doesn't work, then there are certainly, you know, foundations like ours, adrenal alternatives that can refer you to physicians that we have many lists of adrenal specialists and we work with a lot of people that know this condition. Like I said, everyone's different. We're all snowflakes and we all have unique issues. And, you know, some of us might have a combination of, of issues that you might need more care than the average person, but that's okay. So 
my tip for you is just contact your doctor if you're going to see them ahead of time. The last doctor that I saw, I wrote him a lengthy letter. I explained to him that I had Addison's disease and medullary sponge kidney, also endometriosis. I've had a hysterectomy at 25. I explained to him all of my health issues. I sent labs. I sent as much information as I could to try to get the best care that I could once I got there. Because like I said, you don't want to waste time and money on someone that's not going to help you. So send them a letter ahead of time. There's nothing wrong with that. And you might find that you're more prepared at your appointment because you have already given the doctor your information. So that might help you. The second thing is your records. Let me just encourage everyone to have copies of your own records. Everyone knows it's a pain in the butt to try to get records sent from here to there for your primary to your specialist, especially if you have a lot of comorbidities. Let me just encourage you to get your own records. Technology is very forefront now. You can get all your records on a CD or a flash drive and constantly have what you need at your fingertips. If you need to go see a doctor, you can say, okay, it's on the CD, you can print this. It's very, very necessary that you have copies of your own records because it takes time for doctors to send it and you, you know, you never know when you're going to need what. So if you always have it at your disposal and that's your right, those are your medical records. If you always have it, that's going to be a benefit to you because if you need a referral, suddenly they have a, you know, a waiting list and you need to go in and they don't have records. That's not going to be very beneficial. So let me just encourage you to get your own records, get a CD of it. No, no issues with that. You might have to, you know, just call, the company or, you know, whatever, and just request it. It might take a while for you to get it, but once you have it, you always will have it. So let me just encourage you to do that. Number three is know as much about your conditions as possible. A lot of us with rare conditions, we kind of have to dig and study and go on Medscape and learn about things. And I'm not saying obsess about your illness, but I'm saying know about it know how you're diagnosed, know your symptoms, know your daily management of your disease. Because a lot of times when you go into physicians, especially with rare diseases, you might be the first patient that they ever see with that illness. So you need to know your condition. That being said, it's also helpful if you keep documentation, if you keep a daily log of what your symptoms are, what you're eating, how you're managing your disease, your medications that you're taking. You really want to present the best picture possible so that the doctor can help you. Um, I recently have had to start really journaling and really doing that. That's why I published the piece by piece self journal, because I found that I was having to keep track of everything in my life. And truly, when you are struggling with your health, every piece affects it. What you eat, who you're around, your sleep, your activity level, your environment, everything affects it. And so if you have a format or, you know, a journal like the one that I published, it really helps you keep track of things. And I created it myself because I needed it because I have migraines and all kinds of other things. And I was felt like I was trying to keep crickets in a jar. You know, when you go fishing and you have the crickets in the jar for your bait and they all get out and you try to jump, you try to, to get them from jumping and, and they all end up out of the jar. Well, that's what I was doing. And that's what a lot of us are trying to do with our health is just put all the crickets back in the jar. So let me just encourage you to keep records of your own personal day, what medications you take, what you're eating, how you feel, how much sleep you're getting, the quality of sleep. You want to put the pieces of your life together 
to create a picture of health. And if you need a format to do that, I certainly have that. Um, you know, I can give you the links to that. But even if not, let me just encourage you, get a notebook, write down everything that you need to know and keep track of your own condition because you live with this every day and things are so normal for you. Oh yeah, I get headaches. Oh yeah, you know, I have nausea or whatever. But when you go see a doctor, he's not gonna know all that history unless you sit here and say, three out of five days, I had nausea. Three out of five days, I had this and this issue. So when you have more documentation, you know, you have 15 minutes with a doctor usually. And so you want to get as much information about you to them in that short amount of time so they can help you. So that's definitely a way. Just keep track of your condition. Another thing is don't be intimidated. And this is a very difficult thing um, with us because when we have chronic illnesses and when we have constant issues, we don't want to come off like we're complaining. We don't want to come off like things are bad. We don't, we want to be positive and, you know, our disease doesn't own us and that's great. And that's all fine and good. But at the end of the day, you're there at the doctor because you need help. And if you don't convey the truth to the doctor, they're not going to help you. So let me just encourage you to not be intimidated. There are going to be some doctors that are jerks. There are going to be some doctors that don't listen to you and dismiss you. That's not the right doctor for you. And I'll give you an example. This endocrinologist that I recently saw, nice man, educated man, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to disrespect him at all. I'm not going to say his name, but I did all the paperwork. I sent him my records. I sent him a letter, a detailed letter. I sent him everything he needed to know regarding me. And um, when I get into the appointment, he really was dismissive and said to me, and I quote, adrenal disease is easy to manage. I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know why you're struggling so hard because adrenal disease is easy to manage. You take a pill in the morning, you take a pill in the evening. I don't know what more to tell you. And I just was like stunned because and every day that I live, it's, it's, you know, balancing cortisol and all these other things. And for him to sit there and say, it's easy to manage just to me was quite disheartening. And so I thanked him and um, said, okay, he did not have anything to offer me that this was endocrinologist. I think number six that I have seen and tried to get help from. Um, when I saw him, I wanted management of the pump and I also wanted to have some further testing. I'm trying to explore which um, version of CAH that I have, which is congenital adrenal hyperplasia, but I'm trying to figure out what's going on with me so I can feel better, so I can get back into school, so I can, you know, go into endocrinology myself. Well, he didn't seem very receptive to even ordering me lab tests. He was very dismissive and pretty much like, um, well, you have adrenal insufficiency. What does it matter why that you do? So in my heart, I thought, okay, well, this isn't the doctor for me. So I thanked him and went on my way. $60 copay later, wasted money, wasted time. But you know what? It taught me that I can't be intimidated. I can't let, you know, a doctor that has seen this condition once or twice sit there and tell me that it's so easy to manage when I know the truth. So let me just encourage you not to be intimidated. So the next point is family and friends relationships, how to be an advocate for yourself with that. That I feel like is a total other ball game. It can be very difficult to try to explain something to someone who doesn't understand. So let me just encourage you that that's not your fault and that perception is reality. And what does that mean? Well, let me explain. 
perception is how we see things. Perception is how we view the world. It's the glasses like I have on tonight through which we view the world. Us that have health issues, chronic pain, diseases, rare issues, see the world through our pain. We see the world through what we go through. We see the world through our experience and everyone else sees the world through their experience. And before you were sick, you probably saw the world a little different than you do now. I know I did. I was one of these mind over matter people who thought that um, you could push through anything. And then I did it so long that my body couldn't do it anymore. So let me just encourage you that it is not your job to convince someone that your illness is real. Not a family member, not a spouse, not a friend, not a doctor. It is not your job to convince someone else that it is real. It is your job to take care of yourself and to be aware of yourself and to give yourself the best care possible. You can't take it personal when someone doesn't understand your disease, when they're dismissive, when they say, oh, do a yoga, eat some kale, you know, whatever. You can't be like that and you can't think like that. You can't take it personally when someone isn't receptive to what you've gone through because most of you have gone through more in a lifetime than most people have their whole lives. Most people have not suffered the way that we have suffered. Most people haven't lost everything the way that chronically ill people have. Most people don't know what it's like to not know if you can shower in the morning. Most people don't know what it's like to not be able to get up and go walk out to Walmart or something like that. Most people don't know what that's like. And that's not your fault. And it's not your job to sit there and try to, you know, convince someone of something that just they can't understand. It's like the round peg and the square hole. You can't for something that's not going to go there. So let me just encourage you that this is your illness and your health, not theirs. And so if they don't understand, God bless them. I'm glad they don't understand because truly I wouldn't want anybody to understand the truths that I've understood. I wouldn't want anybody to have gone through the pain and the loss and, you know, the lack of independence and all that, that I've gone through. I, I try to just see it as when someone is resistant to understanding that they're blessed in their ignorance. They're blessed. They, you know, healthy people know nothing about health and it's just the truth. So um, it's not your job to prove your illness. So please don't, please don't even try. Okay. So our next point is advocating at work. So I, I do not work anymore. I'm not physically able, but when I did, um, I know that it can be quite difficult to handle managing a job and also an illness. So let me just encourage you with a few tips. Um, first of all, be honest about your condition with your employer. Um, if you're going into a new position or if you've been there a while, talk to your supervisors, talk to your bosses, have written documentation in your file that you do have an illness because legally they cannot fire you for a disability. Legally, they cannot do it. And if you have something in your file that says, okay, I have migraines, okay, I had a disease, okay, I have you know, an ostomy or something like that, that protects you. So go ahead and do that now so that if, you know, God forbid, if you do get worse or something, they cannot legally fire you and you have options. Um, that being said, you can't push yourself to the point of self-harm for a job because nothing is worth your health. Take it from somebody who pushed way too hard, way too long and lost everything. I don't, I know that you can't just lay down and die with health issues. And I know that you can't just give in to your condition, but when your job becomes more of a priority than your health, that's a dangerous point. 
that is a point where you need to really step back and assess and say, okay, what is it that I really value? Do I value my job? Which I'm sure you do, and I did. But you need to value your health way more than your job. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to want money. You're not going to want career. You're not going to want prestige. You're going to want the ability to live life. And you're going to want the ability to be around your family members. And you're going to want the ability to experience life. And if you're burning yourself out, the candle at both ends just for a job and then you have nothing left for your own self or your own family or your own friends or your own life, that's not good. So balance and priorities are definitely, definitely important. Self-care is important. You know, if you're working really hard, you need to rest really hard. And that's a concept that I completely missed, which I hate that I did, but nothing is worth losing your health over. So the bottom line is this is your health and you can take control. So let me just recap over what we talked about, um, how to be a successful advocate. Do your homework. Be choosy when you choose a doctor. Find the right one. Don't be afraid to fire one that's not working for you. This is your time and your money and your health. Have your records. Be sure that you have a copy of your records at your disposal. Know your conditions. Educate yourself. Get books on your condition. Go on Medscape. I'm not saying become, you know, Dr. Google, but I'm saying know what you're dealing with. Because if you have, you know, a monster in your house, you're going to want to learn how to tame it. And you have a monster in your house, so you need to learn how to tame it as best as possible. Don't be intimidated by doctors. Don't be intimidated by people. Don't be intimidated by anyone. This is your health. There is no shame in saying the word no. And with family and friends... Remember, perception is reality. And remember that there's nothing wrong with telling your truth. Your only job is to be honest and take care of yourself. You don't have to convince anyone else of your disease. This is your life, your health. And at work, be sure that your condition is documented and that you're taking care of yourself. So I want to thank you for joining this webinar this evening. I just wanted to give a little bit of encouragement and, you know, hope to everyone because I know that it's difficult sometimes to try to keep all your, you know, grasshoppers in the jar, but I hope that everyone has hope, healing, and happiness. And my, again, my name is Winslow E. Dixon. If you need to contact me, my website is winslowedixon.wordpress.com, or if you need the foundation, it's adrenalalternatives.wordpress.com. Thank you.